I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 414 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is June 15, 2023. Padres, they were able to win this series against the Cleveland Guardians. They were not able to sweep the series, though. And so obviously coming on here right after the Padres lost a disappointing game, I'm probably going to have some different thoughts than maybe I, I would have if I would have done this show after yesterday's win, right? Because yesterday's win was great. But today, you know, the offense comes back down to earth or down to what it has been. They go three for 14 with runners in scoring position. And I don't think that there's going to be a lot of happy Padre fans in here tonight, uh, which which sucks. I mean, you know, the first two games of the series, like there were some really good things that happened. Like Tatis had like the game of his life yesterday. Uh, Gary homered right in that first game of the series. Michael Walker pitched really well. Uh, Musgrove had a quality start, but then today, you know, they have a chance to get that sweep. I think D-backs lost today, so they could have gained a game on them. Um, I know we shouldn't really be focusing on the division right now, right? Like let's, let's get over 500, but just little things that, you know, pop into my head as I'm just talking, just giving my thoughts right now. Uh, so we'll get into obviously the series here, these three games and 
Have any questions, any comments, feel free to put those in the chat and I will get to those. You want to make sure I get to your comment or your question, you can use that super chat button. It supports the channel as well. Uh, so I appreciate all of you who do that. And if you want to join the show, you can click that link here on YouTube that's pinned up at the top of the chat. Want to give your thoughts on anything Padres, feel free to do so there. Uh, just a quick reminder, as I'm waiting for some people to get in here, code Talking Friars on SeatGeek for $20 off your order. Click that link in the description, breakingtea.com as well. Great San Diego sports swag, shirts, sweatshirts, San Diego Wave, San Diego State Aztecs, San Diego Padres. So feel free to use those links there. Uh, so let's start with today's game. Usually, I think most of the time I start with game one of the series, but this game like just happened, obviously, so it's fresh. And I think a lot of fans are going to want to talk about this game. So let's let's hit on this one first. Padres lose eight to six. It's it was gonna we knew it was gonna be hard to win this game when Ryan Weathers came right out of the gate and gave up six runs, gave up five runs in the first inning. I mean, the first inning, holy crap! I mean, single, 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 got a strikeout, then a single to Josh Naylor, made it two nothing, got a strikeout, but then gives up a home run to some dude named David Fry. Don't know who that is, uh, but I guess that was his first career home run. So congratulations to him. Gave Cleveland an early 5-0 lead. Now, the way that this offense had performed the last two games of the series, I was like, all right, well, they have a chance to come back. I mean, yeah, this sucks being down, but they have a chance to come back. And oh boy, did they have a chance to come back. And they were right there. It was a one-run game at one point. And they just did not come through with these runners and scoring position opportunities. I mean, we'll get to the offense. I want to touch on Weathers first, get that out of the way. I think this was his last start with the Padres for now. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get traded or just not going to come back up to the big leagues and start this year. He probably will at some point, like as a spot starter. But Seth Lugo, he should be returning from that calf strain the next time through the rotation. So there's not going to be a need for Ryan Weathers to be starting another game for the Padres as of now. Uh, go down to El Paso, work on things. He wasn't given length like these last couple starts in Colorado. He pitched fine. He, he didn't pitch like crap. He pitched fine. Uh, what, 43 pitches? That was the same pitch count that it was today. And today, though, it was just totally different results. I mean, his his line, he ended up finishing an inning and two-thirds, six earned runs, seven hits, gave up the home run, obviously, had that had four singles allowed and a home run in that first inning. That's put, I, regardless of how good the offense is, regardless of how many superstars are in the offense, you go down 5 nothing early like that, That that's a punch to the gut. That is a serious punch to the gut. So it was going to be tough, but then, you know, the Padres, they, to use Jace Tingler's favorite word, they battled back. Obviously wasn't enough. They had enough scoring opportunities. They just didn't come through on those bottom one after giving up five runs. Manny hits that home run second straight day with the home run. He seems to be almost fully back coming off. You know, he took that time on the IL with the, the fracture in his hand comes back. And it seems like he's a better version of, of himself. Uh, he's not to the MVP level like he was last year. And maybe he doesn't even get to that level, but because it's hard to get back to that level, probably. I mean, Last year, he was tremendous, carried the Padres. But he's getting there, and that is encouraging. 
um, sort of to punch right back, that was good because it, it immediately gave Peco Park, it gave Padres fans, it probably gave people, guys in the dugout, it gave them that energy, that spark, like, all right, sure, five runs we gave up in the first inning, but we're back. We're right back in this thing, you know? <coughs> Hang on. Water break. <clears throat> Sorry. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. Man, my voice. All of a sudden. Okay, where was I? Manny. So it was good to give like that spark to the Padres, right? Get You get punched and you punch back. Uh, but then they didn't keep doing that, right? Like it, it got to a 6-5 game. There was that ground ball by Dixon in the third. Uh, some situational baseball there. Nelly had the sack fly, got runners to, I think, second and third there. Bogart scores. Kim comes around, hustles. He scores. But it wasn't like this amazing offensive night. You know, they scored six runs. They managed to get six runs. Manny had a home run, sure. But I think the first two runners that reached in this game for the Padres were on walks. And then Dixon, like that ball wasn't hit hard at all. Those runs scored because of how slow the ball was hit to first base. Um, Grish almost hit a home run, almost gave the Padres the lead there, uh, which, what, that would have given the Padres, I think, like eight runs probably, uh, which is what Cleveland scored. So who knows what would have happened if Grish ended up not just doubling there in the fifth, but ended up hitting the ball over the fence. Um, He almost made a ridiculous catch, by the way, by the bullpen tonight. Uh, But it wasn't to be. It was really the runners in scoring position opportunities. Like, yeah, our weather stunk, but still feel like they should have won this game because of how many opportunities that they had. They left 10 guys on base. They were three for 14 with runners in scoring position. Like, you don't deserve to win the game when you can't come through. You have that many opportunities and you don't come through. You know, I know I just said they should have won, but that's because of how many opportunities they had. But if you don't come through in that many opportunities, yeah, you don't deserve to win the game. Um, I was mentioning these situations in my post-game reaction. Bottom four, bases loaded. And by the way, we, we could go earlier than that, too. In the second inning, Manny had the bases loaded uh, and struck out. Bottom four, bases loaded. Bogarts grounds into an inning-ending double play. There was the fifth inning where Nola's up, and according to Bob Mel, or I saw, I think John Schaefer saw him tweet this earlier, right before I came on here. Bob Melvin said that he called for the bunt with Nola up at the plate, Nelson Cruz at third base, calls for the bunt, and Cruz ends up getting thrown out. Like, with, okay, so. In that spot right there, I was like, you know, I'm actually kind of fine with that. I get it's Cruz running, but they had to make almost a perfect play, and they did. The glove flip, it was good, you know, forcing the issue. Like, I was fine with that, especially with Nola up at the plate. It's not like it was Manny up at the plate. Nola, he was going to get out probably anyway, right? So get the bunt. It could have been a better bunt probably. Like, don't go right back to the pitcher. Um, but 
I was fine with that in that spot. But later in the game, Gary Sanchez pinch hits. It's a two-run game, and there's no one on base. So a home run doesn't do him anything. That's It's a one-run game there. And if he's going to pinch hit anyway, and it's not like he was pinch hitting to be just a pinch hitter or go to the DH spot. No, he pinch hit and then came in as the catcher, replacing Nola later in the game. So if you're going to do that anyway, there's a runner on third with less than two outs. Why not have Sanchez go hit for Austin Nola in that spot and not have to have Nola bunt there with Cruz on third? That's what Bowmill probably should have done. The bunt there, if Nola's the only option, like I'm actually fine with that. You know, they tried it, forced the issue, but it was the Sanchez thing. Like later in the game, okay, Sanchez is going to hit anyway. Put him in the game in the fifth inning there. Like that's a golden opportunity there with Gary up at the plate, less than two outs. He's more likely to have a fly ball than Austin Nola to the outfield, I would assume. He's more likely to hit a home run than Austin Nola. He's more likely to hit one in the gap, get a hit, anything than Nola, right? So I disagreed with Bo Mel's decision to have Nola hit there. I know a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, why is Nola bunting there with Cruz on third? That doesn't make sense, and I understand that. I think the focus should be more on why the heck was Gary not up at the plate in that spot. Um, So that was just one of the spots there. Tatis ended up flying out later uh, in that inning. Um, there were other runners in scoring position opportunities here. I'm just going through because I don't want to miss them. I want to go through MLB.com here. So sixth inning. Oh, yeah, sixth inning. So Soto, he leads off with a double. Manny strikes out. Soto tried to steal third base. You have Xander Bogarts up at the plate who's getting paid a ton of money. He's one of your superstar players. You're already in scoring position, Juan. Why are you trying to steal third base there? Okay, you know, less than two outs there. Get a, uh, was there? Yeah, when, when Soto, before he got caught, there was one out after Manny struck out. Less than two outs, okay, I guess trying to get to third so a Xander sack fly scores you. But a base hit scores you, and Bogart singled. Some said, some, some said on social media, yeah, he wouldn't have scored anyway. But for me, like, why are you, you're not Fernando Tatis Jr., dude. Why are you trying to steal third base? Just, you're in scoring position. Just, you did your job, you doubled. All right, good. If Xander can't drive you in with a single, he can't drive you in with a single. You know, if Kim can't drive you in after that, he can't drive you in after that. But don't don't get thrown out at third base like that. I, I disagree with that. There's another opportunity. Seventh inning, no one in scoring position. Three up, three down there. Uh, eighth inning, Tatis, he walks, steals second. Soto strikes out. So there's an opportunity with the runner in scoring position. And then Manny grounds out. Emmanuel Classe came in the game. That guy is freaking filthy. Holy cow. 102-mile-per-hour cutter, I think, is what they said on the broadcast. But, yeah, so there were some opportunities there. You know, I I tweeted – the clip of Tatis stealing second base. And I mean, I shouldn't be laughing because it's not funny because this team stinks with runners in scoring position, but Tatis goes steal second. And I'm like, unfortunately this stolen base puts a runner in scoring position because you know, they're not going to come through here. 
And then when Class A came in the game, obviously, like I, I love Manny, but probably not going to win that matchup. Class A is just that nasty. Uh, man, I wish the Padres had him. Former Padre, by the way, right? Yeah, Don made sure to say that multiple times tonight. Uh, bottom nine, Class A on the mound, obviously. Bogarts lined out. That was tough. Odor got on base, but then Carpenter struck out. That was the 102-mile-per-hour, I think, cutter there, sinker, whatever it was. And then Crony grounded out. So Padres, they could not complete the sweep. Again, they went three for 14 with runners in scoring position. Three for 14. And a couple of the runs they scored, it wasn't like it was very convincing because it was a Dixon ground out to first base that Josh Bell was like on the ground. So that allowed Kim to, I mean, props to Kim for the hustle, no doubt, but that allowed Kim to be in that spot to hustle to get to home. If Bell wouldn't have been on the ground there and focused on getting Dixon at first, Kim would not have been running there probably, right? So yeah, it, it, it kind of sucks, right? Coming on here for this show, you know, the first two games of this series, it's like, all right, man, th those were positive games. Win 6-3 in the first game, win 5-0 last night. Score six runs today, but just terrible with runners in scoring position. So it kind of sinks us back to, all right, have they really turned a corner here? Because it would have been nice to sweep. Um, some would say, I know there's a lot of comments. I'm going to get to you, uh, like 100 comments in there. I'll get to you guys. Um, some probably are saying now in hindsight, like, man, should have put Darvish, should have just had Darvish start, get too cute, got too cute. You have Darvish now facing McClanahan tomorrow. If the Padres lose that game, now you lost both games instead of maybe having a better Darvish performance than how Weathers performed low bar. I know, uh, but have a better Darvish start tonight, get the win, get the sweep and you lose tomorrow, all right, well, you were facing one of the better pitchers in baseball, right? You were facing the Rays' ace. Okay. But now there's a chance that they could lose both of these games, and that would suck. Um, but, I mean, going in, like, I was fine with the decision because, you know, it made sense. Uh, I thought, look, I didn't know Weathers was going to give up six runs today. Obviously, if we knew that, then I probably wouldn't have had the thought of, yeah, it's okay to have weather start today and have Darvish start tomorrow. But the Padres, they were trying to have the best shot at winning both games, and they thought they had a better chance of winning tomorrow's game with Darvish on the mound over Weathers, and they thought that they could win today with Weathers on the mound um, against the Guardians. The Guardians are not as good of a team as the Tampa Bay Rays are, so they were kind of playing the odds there, I guess, right? Weathers didn't have very many pitches in his last outing. What, 43 pitches, the same as tonight. Didn't need as much rest. You can give Darvish an extra day of rest. Like there were, there were, there were good reasons to have Weathers pitch today, and it, obviously, it didn't work out, which sucks. Um, I'm gonna get to the chat here. I'm gonna just get it through all the games in this series, and then I'll go all the way through the chat because I feel bad when I break it up because I feel like I miss some comments. So I'll just go right through when I'm done here. So. Second game of the series last night, Padres won this one five nothing. Michael Walker, uh, maybe in some other games he would have gotten the spotlight because he pitched six and two thirds shutout innings. I know he had the bases loaded, but Stephen Wilson helped him get out of that jam there. Shutout for Walker. Shutout for just the pitching staff in general. Um, 
but Tati stole the spotlight. I mean, come on. That was the best game of his career, probably, right? All around. I know he had that three home run game. I was there in, when was that, 2019? Or is that, no, that was 2021. Getting my years mixed up. Um, where the third home run, I think, was Oppo to right center, right? Uh, yeah, that was a heck of a game. He's had some pretty darn good games. But, I mean, everything that he did, had a home run, had two doubles, had a couple stolen bases. Scored, scored on a wild pitch, right? That sixth inning, that was all him. Um, I don't want to forget anything. Scored two runs, a walk, made a sliding catch and right, made a, an amazing throw, looked like he was going to go to second, juked everyone out, including the cameraman, uh, and then he throws and backs pick Ahmed Rosario because he got off too far off the base after singling the right. Um what a throw by him. I don't know if he was out, but the umpires just went with it. Replay, it wasn't convincing that Rosario was safe. Uh, but, yeah, what what, what a night. What a night, Fernando. I mean, people actually in the offseason were like, yeah, they should probably trade this guy. Character, cancer clubhouse. I, I know there were, there were questions going into the season about Tatis, but for those that were like, man, they should trade him, some people that I've sat by in the stands that said they were going to boo him when he comes back and they don't like him. I mean, come on. I mean, let's, let's appreciate that. This guy is in a Padres uniform. This guy's wearing the brown and gold. Those people, I mean, maybe they deleted their Twitter accounts or their Facebook accounts or whatever they have, or they've changed their, their tune on Ando because he's doing everything right. He's speaking to the media. Uh, he hasn't made any dumb decisions since then, at least as we know of publicly. Well, maybe. Maybe personally, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> he's seems like he's embracing you know, fans, running out to right field and you know, saluting the fans and all that. Like He's doing everything right. And he should be in the All-Star game this year. I just go back to that throw that he made last night. I mean, down the line, the guy gets – who would even try to throw it to first base in that spot? Because I think most right fielders would be like, I'm not going to throw it to first base in that spot because if I do, I could – I mean, I'm not going to pick him off. I'm not going to back pick him. If I do, I mean, the more likely scenario is that I'm going to just throw it away and the guy's going to take second and we're going to turn a single into a double. But no, Nando, I mean, just goes from second base and pivots right to first base, and it's on the money. And the home run that he hit, like that ball, was that ball down? I think that ball was down in the zone. It wasn't like a perfect pitch, I don't believe. And then the couple doubles that he had down the line, easily getting into second base. What a night from him. I mean, he has been really good. And he is so comfortable in right field. I mean, tonight he made some good plays. There was the ball down the line that was foul. He caught that ball that some right fielders wouldn't get to. That would just be a normal foul ball. Who knows what happens later in that at-bat if you give that guy a second chance. There was a ball in the gap that Don thought was definitely in the gap, and Nando comfortably got there. Uh, he's doing the little things right. The, the throws, even when he's not like throwing a guy out, the throws are lower now. He's not airmailing throws. Like he is comfortable out there in right field. And so it's it's great to see for sure. I'm just looking back 
at these plays, you know, in the fifth inning, that sliding catch, the tip of the cap he had right after that. Um, by the way, that the Tatis home run, that ball was in and he hit that ball out. Um, the sliding catch getting to eye level. I don't know if he needed to slide, but he did that to get more eye level with the ball, like little things like that. He is super comfortable now, uh, easily jogging into second base on those doubles. Um, what a talent we have. What we are so blessed to get to watch Nando in a Padres uniform for the next decade plus. Yes, we were, I was pissed off at him last year, obviously, but he's doing all the right things since then. And that's all he can control, right? You can't control what you do in the past. You can only control what you're doing now and in the future. So I think he's earning a lot of the Padres fans. Uh, just trust the right word. He, he's he's winning Padre fans over for sure. And I think he's already won most Padre fans over. Maybe there's some of the, there's probably is some of those dummies on Twitter. Oh, they should still trade the guy or, you know, talking about character and all that, even though they're not in the clubhouse, they have no idea what's going on there. seems like he's been a good influence. seems like he's still that spark to the Padres that he always has been. And they're better off with Fernando on the team than not. I mean, still just mind boggling that some people actually was like, yeah, trade him in the off season. Yikes. Um, anything else to, uh, about yesterday's game? I mean, oh, oh, I mean, we could talk about Soto, Manny, and Tatis homering all of them. The first time that they all homered in the same game since the Mexico series, which doesn't count because those weren't Padre home games. Those were elevation above course field. Like those were just two off. That's just, you know, the one off phrase two off. Cause there were two games, but um, first real game that they all homered in the same game. So that was cool. Nelly homered. That ball was crushed, crushed as uh, uncle Teddy would say, Holy cow. They still went 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position, though. So, yeah, the runners in scoring position thing, that is still a problem. Like, don't get me wrong. That's still a problem. But there was encouraging signs these first two games of the series. And in the first game, Padres won that one 6-3. Gary, sixth home run the 13 games that he's played up until that point with the Padres. A 981 OPS. Has caught every starting pitcher now except Lugo because he caught Musgrove in that game. Uh, Tatis homered on Tuesday as well. Top six batters in the lineup all got a hit, so that was good to see. Musgrove, he is dealing with a little bit of an elbow problem, right? Kevin AC wrote about that in his Padres Daily. I'm blanking on what the name is called. What is it, Bruciitis or something? I'm totally botching the name of it. But um, I guess he's been wearing a compression sleeve. He's been pitching good his last four outings. I mean, you couldn't really tell what the problem is. Uh, let's see. Bursitis. Is that how you say it? Bursitis in his right elbow that may have came from using that hyperbaric chamber in spring training to get back faster from his fractured toe. Remember he would take like that couple hour drive uh, there and back to some facility be in the hyperbaric chamber after working out and, or maybe before working out and after uh, to get back faster and that may have done some things uh, on that elbow, but his last four starts, 23 and a third innings of work, a 193 ERA, five walks, 
to 22 strikeouts. I mean, he's really good. He's been since that Yankee start. That was that last or that was the first of the four that I'm referring to at Yankee Stadium. I mean, he's been really good. He's been like the Joe Musgrove that we saw last year, right? I know he had a rough patch, but for most of last year from in 2021, um, postseason Joe as well, like he's pitching much better. So I'm encouraged by what I've seen from this rotation. Like the rotation, it's in a good spot. I know a lot of people, they're not liking Weathers, but he's not going to be here long-term, you know, in the rotation. Lugo's coming back. But Waka, you trust right now. Musgrove, you trust right now. Darvish, I would trust right now. Snell, it, it's hard for me to say I fully trust the guy, but he's pitching like second out Blake Snell. So I tend to say I, I'm leaning more on the trust Blake Snell side of things because of how well he's pitching. That's four guys right there. And Lugo pitched pretty well uh, when he was healthy this year. So we'll see how he obviously pitches this next time through the rotation when he does return. But the rotation's in a good spot. The bullpen, I think it's in a good spot. And it's just the inconsistency of the offense, right? Uh, today, right, like the, what, what I say? Three for 14 with runners in scoring position. Yesterday, 0 for 7. I know they scored six runs, but 0 for, or what was it? Not six, five, sorry. Six runs the first game. Uh, 0 for with runners in scoring position. Like, it's not fixed. It's still an issue. Uh, but you are still, you are seeing more power from this team, right? It, it felt like they were lacking that power or the power when the power came earlier in the year, it was from solo home runs. Now it's like, okay, three run, three run home run. You know, Tatis, he's going to hit his lead off homers, but it feels like there's more of those like three run home runs, which can help compensate for when the guys aren't coming in, coming through. You're not getting hits with runners in scoring position, right? Um, but yeah, overall in this series, like, yeah, you're going to take the series win. I'm happy with the series win, but I'm not fully satisfied because they had that shot to sweep this series. You know, you thought it was over in that first, second inning, but at least some fans probably did, but they came back and they definitely had their fair share more than their fair share of opportunities to come through. And they just weren't able to do it. So that stings. And now you're coming in, or the Rays are coming into San Diego. You're facing the best team in baseball. McClanahan in the first game. Eflin, I think, in the second game. Don't know who's pitching in that third game. They might go with the bullpen day. It's going to be tough. This Rays offense is one of the better offenses in baseball. They might not have a ton of flashy names that the casual fan or a fan that only follows the Padres and they know of like the big-name players might not know really anyone from this Rays lineup maybe might know a couple names, Rosarena, Wander Franco, uh, but it doesn't matter. Like that's just who the Rays are. They're going to come in here and they're going to be tough for the Padres. It's going to be a tough test. If they're able to win the series against the Rays, I'm not saying everything's fixed, but I think we can start looking at, okay, maybe they're starting to turn the corner. Is this the real Padres? Um, because like, Okay, they won the series against the Rockies. It's the Rockies, right? Won the series against the Guardians. Well, how about tonight? How about yesterday, where they went over with runners in scoring position? Yeah, they won the game, but you know, we'll see. Like if they even, you know, if they win the series against the Rays, let, let's dive deeper into the numbers. Let's look at the box score. How do they do with runners in scoring position? If they do well, 
okay, then maybe we can start talking about some things. I I don't want to start saying they start, you know, turning the corner like they've really turned it around until at least they get over 500. Um, they had a chance to get to 500 today if they would have won, right? Because they would have been, yeah, 34 and 34. But now they're 33 and 35. Tough Tampa team coming in. They could be 34 and 37, right? Or, yeah, that math works out. 34 and 37 if they lose the series. Shoot, if they get swept, they could be 33 and 38, you know, and we're right back where we were. So the consistent the consistency has to come. Uh, but, you know, the first two games, like, there were good moments. Like, we got good pitching from the starters. Uh, Sanchez, Tatis, Soto, Soto with the oppo home run, by the way, that was really good to see. Like there were some positive things, some of the big guys coming through, but obviously recency bias. We're remembering what happened tonight. It's disappointing the way that the series ended. All right. I'm going to get to the chat here after this break. I want to tell you about the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's underdog fantasy. They have great pick'em games and best ball tournaments. In pickup games, just pick higher or lower on two to five players' stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can go cross-team, cross-league, and even cross-sport. Best ball revolves around the draft, which is what every fan loves the most about fantasy, and it eliminates the hassle of having to manage your roster all season long, resulting in a fun and easy fantasy product. How does it work exactly? You enter a contest where you participate in a snake draft against other users. That lineup that you drafted competes against every other draft in the entire contest. The better the combined performance of your team, the more money you win. After your lineup is all played, Underdog will take the best performing players and automatically set them as your starting lineup. That's it. No waivers, no trades, no worrying about who to start or sit. After you complete your draft, your part is done. Underdog Fantasy offers best ball in a variety of ways, including daily contests, weekly contests, playoff contests, and season-long contests. You can either enter into these and compete against thousands of other entrants for huge prizes, or if you'd like, you can enter into a private draft with friends and family to compete for a smaller prize pool. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Sign up now by clicking the link in the description or by using the promo code TALKINGFRIERS and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. If you deposit $10, you get $10 free. All right, let's get to the chat. I believe the Padres, they sold out all three games of this series, right? So Padres fans showed up as they have all year long. And Padres, they showed up a little bit, got the series win, but could not complete the sweep, unfortunately. All right, a lot of comments in here. I'm going to try to get to at least the ones that stand out for me. Um, And then we'll get to some other San Diego sports stuff. There's a good amount of stuff going on. So we'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, JD's third, still under 500 with the race coming up. Baby Jesus, please help us. Amen. Uh, Jesus says, no, I'm, I'm literally saying like the letter G and then sus, uh, Padres are allergic to 500. 
uh, allergic to a 500 or more record. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Moises uh, squeezed with Nelson on third. Melvin is full of it. He never bunts, period. What, Nola? Nola does – he has bunted. Um, he's not like the designated bunter like Grisham, right? But when Nola sucks offensively, I mean, you want him swinging away? Or do you want him maybe try, you know, trying, hey, forcing the issue, making Cleveland complete that glove flip play to get the out, you know? Um, I, again, I I don't think this is about oh Melvin shouldn't have had a bunt. I think it's more about should Melvin have just had Gary go up to the plate and swing. That's what that's what I would have done, especially if you're just gonna have him go pinch it and then go play catcher later in the game. Uh, Jesus says X first pitch swing double play awful. I don't know if I mean. It wasn't that bad of a pitch. It's not like it was inside or way outside. Um, I think he was just looking to attack. Yeah, it sucks, but I think he was just in attack mode. Um, let's see. Iron Swan says, knew we should have warmed Martinez in the first inning. They weren't going to do that. Like, you knew in the first – you knew – if they were going to bring someone in that early, it was going to be Steve Carlton probably. And he pitched pretty well. He didn't, I don't think he gave up any runs, right? He pitched like a little over two innings, I think. Two innings, two innings, one earned run. Struck out three. Like he was fine. It was Weathers who just stunk it up and put the Padres way behind there. Uh, Brady says, I think we've been under 500 for over a month now. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, cause right now they sit 33 and 35. And let me see if I can look up their record in June here. Halfway through the month of June. Looking on baseball reference here. June, 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 June. Uh, eight and five in the month of June. More consistency. I feel like I've said that a million times. Like, that's what needs to happen for this Padres team. Uh, Oceanside Boy 760 says, We are getting swept by the Rays. I disagree with that. I think they can win a game. Feels like Sunday they can win that game. Um, I'm not saying they can't win Friday or Saturday, but. I think Friday, I mean, tomorrow, odds are probably against them. I know Darvish is on the mound. They can keep it close. But with McClanahan going, um, I would think that the Rays are going to win that game. Who knows about Saturday? Uh, Snell on the mound. And I, I think Musgrove should be going on Sunday. Rays have not named a starter. And the Padres, technically, I saw on MLB.com at least earlier today, they had not named a starter. But Musgrove has pitched after Snell. So he should be in line to go then. They have a chance to win the series. I I, I wouldn't, I I think the Rays deserve to be the favorites to win the series. I don't think they're going to get swept though. I'd be surprised if they got swept because I think they are playing a little bit better. And they do have at least one favorable matchup this series, this weekend. But I, I expect 
all those games probably would be sold out again. And um, what the record's 26. So how many sellers do the Padres have now? 24. So they, they should be able to break that on Sunday. If all three games get sold out. Um, I'm going tomorrow and Sunday. So I'm excited for those atmospheres. JD's third. I'm sick of this team being under 500. Yeah, we all are, obviously. Chad says, Weathers needs to take Nola with him back to El Paso. I don't see that happening. I, th I think Nola's only going to go down if Camposano comes back or they make an addition before the deadline or something. But I think Campy's supposed to return sometime around the deadline. So who knows? Nola's not going anywhere anytime soon. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to send Nola down and bring up Sullivan. I think, I mean, when, when Gary signed, I, I think I said, yeah, Sullivan, just have Sullivan stay lefty, righty catcher combo. Like I like that. Nola's, but they, they wanted Nola helping out Gary. So I think that's going to continue to happen for a good amount of time down the road here. But I, I'm not even freaking out too much about Nola because he's not the starting catcher anymore. It would be one thing if he was the starting catcher and we still had the same problem and he's starting the majority of the games. He's not, he's starting once or twice a week. So, you know, whenever he starts, let's hope the offense can come through and get through it. And if you win the game, that's great. Moises says, so if Sanchez starts Padres win today, um, I don't know. I don't know if I should go that far, but I think it's a better matchup there in what that fifth inning run around third with, I think one out in that spot. You want Nola up at the plate or do you want Gary Sanchez up at the plate? I want Gary. And they ended up losing by a couple runs. So who knows what would have happened if Gary was up there, if he had some of Nola's at bats today, but I know that Gary can't catch every day. I'm just saying Gary pinch hit and then caught later in the game. So if you're going to do that, I was fine with Nola starting. I get it. But in that spot, fifth inning there, like that's the spot to have Gary go hit for Nola. Iris says, Nick Martinez wants to be a starter. Let him start. There's no room. We're not going to go with the six-man rotation. It's Darvish, Waka. Musgrove, Snell, and Lugo. They're gonna it's a five-man rotation. They're, they're not gonna have Martinez. And he's been in the bullpen so long. And he's not pitching multiple innings every time out. Like it would take him some time to get built up back up again, I think. And so yeah, Suarez isn't back. Like they rely on Martinez there in some high leverage spots. Like he's not going to the rotation anytime soon, I don't think. Irie says, baseball cap reviews says the pods might be interested in Goldschmidt. What do you think, Ben? I don't know who that is, so sorry. Um, no disrespect to whoever that is. I just don't know who that is. So, um, No, Cardinals are not trading Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> no. And, yes, every team in baseball would be interested in him because he's a good player.
Yeah, and who would the Padres trade for Goldschmidt? They would trade Merrill. They would trade Salas. Like, who would they trade for Goldschmidt? I don't even know how many years are left on his deal, but no, that's not going to happen. The Cardinals aren't a team to be like, yeah, let's trade our superstar, one of our superstars, because we're having one down year. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Eden Art Garden Amusement Museum says, why is it still a surprise that weather sucks? Dude has gotten shelled his last like four outings. That's not true. I know he got shelled the Cubs outing, didn't do good today, but his outing in Colorado, he wasn't bad. That was just the plan with him, was to have him not pitch very long. But yeah, he'll he's going to go down. I'd be surprised if he stays up and goes like to the bullpen. I don't know how long Honeywell is going to be here either, to be honest. I don't want to give up on him. Like, I think another team would probably claim him. I think that's how it would work. Like, because I think it would have to be a DFA. Uh, So another team would probably take that chance on him. I don't know if the Padres want to lose him. Because when he's on, he's effective. Why is Brandon Dixon still in the major leagues? Uh, because he's a he's he's a guy that can play the outfield. He can play the infield. He can spell crony when he needs a day off, and they don't want Cart playing first. Um, what other options do they have that could play the outfield and the infield? I guess Rivas, but 
that's why. He's a bench bench player, like last guy on the bench. Raul says, let's trade Nola and Weathers for Otani and Trout. Yeah, that would be a great deal. What a steal. I would do that. <laughs> no chance that would happen. Six one nine Fox Body Samuel says Manny Machado needs to go. All right. Not even gonna elaborate on that one. Not even gonna comment on that one because that's dumb. Eden says we need to trade Tatis now. Okay, come on, guys. Can we stop that? You're probably these are probably Dodger fans just trolling, but I'm just seeing the comments and I'm like, oh, trade Tatis. Yeah, that's that's idiotic. Oh, Machado needs to go. Idiotic. Chinese third. How will everyone feel when this team misses the playoffs and wins 77 games this season? Seriously, what word describes this? They're going to win more than 77 games. If they don't, okay, I'll say I'm wrong, but. They're going to win more than 77 games, I think. What word describes this right now? Disappointing, frustrating, underwhelming. Those are some words, probably, that would fit this. J.D. Spurred says, Bowmel, Nola, and A.J. have the entire Padres media protect, protecting them. They are nothing more than A.J.'s puppets and mouthpieces. I mean, I disagree. I think... The media, uh, you listen to sports talk radio, they know that they say Nola sucks. Um, the media knows that Gary's the catcher, starting catcher. Bowmel has said in the press conference, like, yeah, Nola, or I think he said on Ben Woods, like pretty much admitting, I think it was last week, like, yeah, Nola, he's helping pregame prep with Gary. <laughs> he's been good with that, but yeah, he's the backup. He didn't say he's the backup, but. We knew we know what he means by that. Enrique says, I'm not going to be mad if they lose the series against Tampa as long as they don't get swept. Yeah, I mean, when it's a series at home, you want them to win the series, right? Especially when you had the chance to sweep today, despite Ryan Weathers' bad start. Um, you know, if you sweep. You can end up still having a what five and two? No, can't even do math. Four, right? No, you would have a five and one homestand if you swept. If you won the series, you would have a four and two homestand. Like I, I'm fine with that. Have a four and two homestand, win a series against the Rays. I'd be fine with that. If they lose, I mean, I get it. It's the best team in baseball. So, yeah, it's going to be hard to, like, be pissed off about it unless, like, they have a ton of opportunities and they just blow it. If it's just a hard-fought game and they lose, then kind of like that Dodger series earlier this year at Petco, then it's like, well, it could have went either way, you know, and the Rays are the best team in baseball. All right, let's get to some San Diego sports stuff here. If you have any more comments, any more questions, put them in the chat. I will get to you.
So the San Diego Loyal, earlier in the week, they drew with San Antonio 2-2. Two to two. They had a lead at halftime. Uh, Guido, in the 10th minute, he had a goal. one nothing lead. Again, at half. He hit one off the post in the second half, so he had an opportunity there. There was an opportunity by uh, Nick Moon. I think, yeah, Nick Moon. Um, tremendous opportunity. Uh, it was a great shot, too. Like It's not like he hit the post or anything. It was a great shot. It was just a great save by San Antonio's keeper. Uh, Perez scored in the 73rd minute on a great assist from Tumi Mashaban, uh, which gave, obviously, Loyal their second goal of the game. And I, I don't know. I was fine with them drawing. Like, there were some opportunities there. Like, yeah, that, that sucked that uh, Guido's shot went off the post. But it was. It seemed like it was a hard-fought win. It wasn't one of those where, oh, man, like, they had a two-goal lead uh, or a three-goal lead because, you know, they came back a few weeks ago. They were down three, came back and tied it. It's not like they had a three-goal lead, and now, you know, they had to take – they came away with just one point. You know, it, they had a one goal lead. Um, San Antonio, pretty good team. And now Loyal, they're six, four, and five on the year, 23 points, fourth in the West. Uh, and their next matchup isn't until June 24th at Pittsburgh. Um, so they're going to be a while till another home match. But, you know, it was a good effort, good effort, and seemed like a pretty good atmosphere at Torero for. Considering the circumstances, right? Like the Padres, they had a home game, so the attendance probably was not as good as it would have been if the Padres were on the road in like New York or something. Um, but yeah, so Loyal they draw there two to two, and then again their their next matchup isn't until the twenty fourth against Pittsburgh. And I wanted get I wanted to get to the San Diego Wave. So this weekend, just to promote it again, this weekend Saturday. 1 p.m., so it's perfect. You can go to the Wave game and then go back home and watch the Padres game or go to the Wave game and maybe make it to the Padres game because the Padres game on Saturday is at 4, I think 4.15. It's the nationally televised Fox game. Uh, but Saturday, 1 p.m., the SoCal rivalry, Wave, Angel City, App Dragon. You can get tickets as low as $10 at sandigawavefc.com, and they're facing an Angel City team this week uh, that fired their manager. I think that was today. Fired their manager, uh, Freya Coombe, who was leading her team to a 2-6-3 and three record so far this year. They haven't won in like a month in a regular season match. Uh, they, missed the po- they missed the postseason last year, had a documentary made about them, uh, I get why with the whole women, the woman ownership. And I, I love what they were doing. I love the documentary on HBO Max. I, I watched it. Uh, but maybe the Wave deserved one because, you know, they were the first expansion team ever to make the postseason. Um, and they're having more success than Angel City. But maybe that's just me. Um, but, yeah, 1 p.m., you know, there's a lot of firepower on both sides. And I think the Wave, they should come away with a win in this match, especially with, the changes that have been with Angel City and the wave they've just been playing better in Angel City. They should be getting Alex Morgan back. So that's going to be a fun match on Saturday again at 1 p.m. There's a fan fest before the game. 
Uh, I believe it starts at 10, 10 or 10.30 and goes till 12.30. Then head on into the stadium match at 1 p.m. Again, tickets, San Diego Wave. Their website, sandiegowavefc.com, as low as $10. Let's pack the snap on Saturday. And then I want to get to some happy news. Uh, Naomi Germa, she is one of my favorite players, or probably my favorite player on the wave. I know everyone loves Alex Morgan, and how can you not? Uh, but Naomi Germa, you know, the first draft pick for the wave there since the start. I know Morgan was as well, obviously, like the franchise just started last year. But like, really, she's going to be growing with this club. She was extended this week through 2026. And by the way, this happened on her 23rd birthday. So happy birthday to her. Um, it was cool to see the surprise. The Wave posted that on social media. There was, uh, I believe her family was at uh, the, I think, the Wave's office and surprised her there. Uh, Sierra Engie was there. Kelsey Turnbow. Some of her, I think, roommates or I think I think their roommates, Turnbow and Germa. Um, and Engi obviously was a teammate with Germa at Stanford. So that was cool. But it's a max three-year deal. It was weird because the wave they they said it's a three-year deal. The option has already been exercised. So I thought that meant that it was gonna be a four-year deal. So 2027. But they say it's through 2026. So was the option year is it really a two-year contract? with the option year exercise. So it's a three-year deal or was this year the option year? And we just didn't know about that, but she was drafted last year. So I don't know how long her contract was. Uh, I tried looking that up on spot track. Didn't really find anything. So the news is she's here through 2026 and hopefully the wave can have at least one championship by then. I think they'll have a really good shot at that. I mean, that's four shots at it. Uh, I think they're, they, they should be in the postseason every year. They're, they have a lot of talent, so that was great news. Obviously, first draft pick, like I said, 2022 Rookie of the Year, 2022 Defender of the Year, the first player to, I believe, the first player to win both of those awards in the league's history. Um, she's played in every regular season minute so far this year for the Wave. She was a captain in at least one of the matches, I remember, uh, when Morgan wasn't playing. Uh, 15 caps so far with the U.S. Women's National Team, and she is expected to start in the Women's World Cup later this summer, uh, starting in July. Those rosters should be out pretty, I think, later this month. So she will be on that roster. Alex Morgan will be on that roster. We'll see if Taylor Korniak will be on that roster. Um, but it's exciting stuff. Uh, that was great news. That definitely made me smile. And uh, I encourage you to go watch that video that they posted on their YouTube channel, or I think it's on their social media channels as well, the San Diego Wave, their official account. At the end there, uh, man, her smile, it makes you smile, I think. Like, how can you not see her smile and not smile? Like, she's just one of those, like, positive uh, energy people. Like, she just put, you know, the positive energy just comes off when you're around her, when you just see her. So, it's great. That you know, because she's one of the leaders on this team, so it's great to see her inked in here, locked in through 2026. There were some of those rumors of because uh, the San Francisco area is getting an expansion team next year, so some were like, Oh, Germa may be going there to Bay FC, I think that's their name, but locked her in here saying, You know, she lives it here, uh, the community, the sirens, the, the supporter group, uh, loves it here, so. It's great to see. 
uh, great, great news there. And there were some quotes, by the way, from Casey Stoney and management with the San Diego Wave, just pretty much like, yeah, this was a great move. Uh, can't wait to see her with the Wave for years to come. I have some of these quotes here. Here's from Germa. Uh, the start to my professional journey has been so rewarding here in San Diego. Since being drafted, everyone at the Wave has made San Diego feel like home. My goal has always been to win championships for this city and raise the trophies with my team. I can't wait to play in front of the Sirens and fans for years to come. Uh, Naomi is one of the best young defenders in the world, and we're elated that she'll continue her career Excuse me, with the Wave. Casey Stoney said in the Wave's news release, she has been a key contributor to this club and the success the Wave has had. And I look forward to continuing to watch her grow here in San Diego. And we know, or maybe some don't, but Stoney, obviously, she has playing experience uh, in England. And so she has helped Germa out development-wise, um, transitioning from college to the pros, obviously. Um, and obviously, Stoney, as the manager, she's probably, obviously, as she said, she's elated to have her in through 2026. Um, she has proven that she is one of the top players in the league, and we are thrilled to have her continue to lead our club. Uh, Molly Downton, she's the uh, GM for the club. Securing her long-term future was a priority for the club, and we were pleased that we were able to reach this agreement. As we know, Naomi will play a crucial role in the wave for years to come. Yeah, she will. She's one of the leaders of the franchise. So great news, and she'll be on the pitch on Saturday. Again, Angel City and the Wave, 1 p.m. It's on CBS if you're not going, but I encourage you to go. Again, tickets as low as $10. Let's sell out that place, the SoCal Rivalry. Remember, they opened Snapdragon Stadium last year. I was at that game. They opened that up with a tremendous win. Great save by Sheridan. Shaw had that header goal. It was a tremendous environment. Over 30,000 fans were in attendance there. And hopefully it can get close to that number again because those wave players deserve it. Yeah, they're at the top of the table going into this matchup. All right, any more comments? Lizzie says, tomorrow Darvish has to be perfect because weather's gobbled up our bullpen. Did he really gobble up the – well, kind of, yeah. One, two, three, four, five guys pitched tonight. But Carlton's the only one that's probably ruled out for tomorrow. Be, or maybe Mart yeah, Martinez probably too. He threw 34 pitches. But hey, Darvish, like that's his job to go pitch six, seven innings. So even if the bullpen's not in the best spot, I don't think it's in a terrible spot considering that Darvish is on the mound tomorrow. Darvish has to go do if Darvish doesn't do his job, then yeah, the bullpen's in a tough spot. But I expect Darvish to go do his job. Now I'm, I'm not saying he's gonna go seven shutout innings, but I think we should expect him to go do his job. Go, go give a quality start. I know the Rays, they're a good team. They're the best team in baseball, but I, I believe in you Darvish. It's not Ryan Weathers. They're throwing out there. Zach says, what is the benefit behind swapping Weathers and Darvish's starts? Well, I said this earlier, um, Weathers, he didn't throw many pitches against the Rockies. He's facing a worse opponent on paper in the guardians, which, which is what it was tonight. So they had they were going to have him go today. They were going to have Darvish extra day of rest face a better team, save their better pitcher for a better team. That's I think that's what their thinking was. Melvin he said something like this wasn't about 
Darvish facing the best team in the American League or whatever, Melvin. He he said it wasn't about that, but come on. He, he of course he's going to say that. I, I think we all know. We all know why he they made that decision. All right, I think that's it. Talking for hours, episode 414. Thank you, everyone, for the time. Follow me on social media at Talking for Hours, Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel here. Turn on the notifications so you don't miss when I go live. You don't miss when a video goes out so you can interact. Use that code, Talking for Hours on SeatGeek, $20 off your order. Click that link in the description, Breaking Tea for San Diego Sports Swag. That's going to do it. Have a great night, everyone. Padres, Rays. Starting tomorrow, it's going to be a tough series. They've got like five players with the war over two. Padres have, I think, three, maybe two. I think two guys. So it's going to be tough. The Rays, are the, they're the better team right now. Uh, but the Padres, if they want to make a statement, they're going to go win this series. We'll see if they can do it.